0: Hi, this is Doc Bradley, Pinhead from the Hellraiser Movies, and you're listening to the Midwest Monsters Podcast. And you'd better keep listening, or I will tear your souls apart. You know,
1: I'm excited. I'm sorry. I picked this topic. I love this
0: movie. That's a scary movie. It's a scary movie and it still affects me just the same i cannot put that on i gotta tell you
2: something about this movie worked for me i was oh. like it rocked
0: so i mean that's kind of that's debatable but i mean it's a great movie that you know I, it's my right as a viewer as somebody who spends my money and time to go watch these films to have my opinions and be disappointed
2: but that's what I love about, about this group doing this podcast right now, is that on so many pages, <laughs> they're like right there with each other. But then, I mean, it, it's it's almost inevitable that, uh, you know, half the time we're going to go, you're out of your mind. <laughs> you are out of your mind. I'm sorry <laughs> but that. Welcome to the Midwest Monster Podcast. And now, here are your hosts... Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, joined by Mad Chan, Professor Wagstaff. Hey, good to be with you, folks, again. Gentlemen, make sure your mic's on. Whoa, whoa, quit, quit. Everybody, stop moving.
1: Y'all feel that? Yeah, what is that? It's coming from the ground. Oh, also.
0: Don't make a sound.
2: All right, that was all I had. All right, all right. I think they moved on, (laughs) just like our listeners. (laughs) Can I get off this rock? (laughs) Well, folks, if you couldn't tell by our witless banter here at the beginning. (laughs) That's what uh, it was, was witless. (laughs) We are doing... That happened in every movie, though. An episode (laughs) of Trimmers. So, (laughs) uh, uh, Tremors—a a great movie that spawned a franchise. <laughs> yeah you could say that it's a statement we're familiar with on this yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, yeah and again, yeah. i mean we're not going to run down all the movies there, there's some merits to the later films but you know that first one was great uh and we'll talk more about that and and some of the the, the sequels are, are pretty entertaining as well but uh you know pretty original for its time when it came out pretty entertaining lots of good things going on with it so uh what do you guys think about this franchise
1: oh man tremors was that was one of those movies oh i'm yeah, sorry tremors was one of those movies that uh like my dad liked those kind of movies you know it was a oh, well, western you know monster type of thing and uh so i got to see it i got to see it pretty much in 91 92 whenever yeah. whenever it did come out on vhs i Same got to here. see it pretty much right away because he had kevin bacon in it and uh fred ward and he liked that kind of stuff. So I got to see it pretty early on. I th- I've liked it ever since.
2: Well, and two, I mean, it's called Peak to, to My Dad's Attention, too, because it's pretty sci fi. Yeah. My yeah, dad yeah. loves sci fi. So, uh, yes, I, I remember. I saw this when it came out.
0: So this was on uh, channel here locally, WTT4. Yeah. yeah. It's on all the time. Uh, I remember skipping over it because it had Reba McIntyre in it. So that's honest. your first mistake. Honest. That's the honest truth. I remember thinking, eh. Really? Yeah. So I, for this episode, oh, I'd never seen any the of these films. I've ne- I'd have i never seen any of them until this. Haven't you ever heard?
2: <laughs> yeah. On the the lights went out to Georgia? Don't you love Reba Mac? <laughs> I, I know that was a remake. I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, uh, here's your one chance, Fancy Don't Let Me Down. I can't who contribute Richard? anything. Carol. Here. What's her name? Oh, yeah. I can't remember. Not Mary Tyler Moore, the other lady. Carol, who had her own show. I don't know.
0: Carol anyway. Burnett?
2: Yeah, I think Carol Burnett wrote that song and recorded it originally. Oh, shit. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you, just, you just switch over to Fancy.
0: <laughs> we <laughs> were all about the nice <laughs> light when <laughs> I was like, let's just do something that's really Reba. You right? guys yeah. may as well be talking in Chinese right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me
2: and Tex here saying sing Reba songs online. Oh, I don't days, know man. shit. Oh, but, but yeah, no,
0: I hadn't seen any of these films until for this episode. So. <laughs> all right, cool. Cool. Uh, general impression <clears throat> of the franchise then, encountering it just now. Very surprised. Good. I thought it was going to be the pits, but I wanted to watch them because it was just one of those things where I was just as a genre fan. I was kind of ashamed that I'd never at least seen the first one. Yeah. So I was glad to check them off and genuinely surprised with overall with the franchise.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I remember the second one came out and I think it was straight to video. I don't think it went to theaters.
0: No, I don't think so. Either. No.
2: And being even at a young age, really surprised at how good the second one was. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that being said, it's Vicky Lawrence. Vicki Lawrence. Yeah, I, it was going
1: to kill me if I didn't yeah. look it up. Yeah. I knew it was to see her face. Didn't
2: but... she have her own show? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I knew Mama. It
1: was. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mama's family.
2: Yeah. All right. So, Trimmers, Matt Chan, yeah. start us out. Uh, Trimmers, 1990,
1: directed by Ron Underwood, written by S.S. Wilson and Brent Maddock. And these are two names that are going to pop back up throughout this entire franchise. Uh, we have Valentine McKee, played by Kevin Bacon. Now, in the first movie, his name was Earl Bass. Goes, later, they changed it to Earl Bassett. Earl Bass, played by Fred Ward. Burt Gummer, played by Michael Gross. Um, Heather Gummer, played by Reba McIntyre. And Walter Chang, played by Victor Wong. And we have some other honorable mentions in there. We've got the little girl from Jurassic Park. Uh, she could pops back up in later later episodes. And, uh, and then the kid, uh, uh, the annoying kid, he pops up in other movies I like Can't Hardly Wait. And, so, I mean, they had... I had decent people, man. I had a decent amount of people in
2: it. All right. Yeah. Uh, so this was
1: Reba McIntyre's first acting role, by the way.
2: Really? Yeah. Long before her hit show, Reba Professor <laughs> hit show. <laughs> I love that movie. I love that show, man. Uh, you know, I do have to admit, even though I love Reba as a singer, I've never seen one episode. Oh, of dude, show, her
1: son-in-law is the kid. He goes on to being Shameless.
2: Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, which I mentioned to you because I saw it in yeah. the hospital. Kevin? Yeah. yeah
1: i love kevin he's yep. the son-in-law on that yep. man yep. yeah
2: nice very cool <laughs> very cool so trimmers is the story of uh you know mad chance ball and earl. earl a couple two. of handyman, couple handymen a couple handy men. couple of handymen living in the little town of perfection perfection nevada yep a uh, little town of population like 15. Seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 10, fifteen. Yeah, fifteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and so they're handy, uh, Not a lot of work for these boys out here. Right, right. right. Uh, they do some ranch hand stuff. Damn it, handyman.
1: Valentine. You're thinking about today. I'm already thinking about Wednesday. <laughs>
2: That's right. I love this show. That's right. So uh, we start with some odd deaths. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what is it? A surveyor gets killed? Or is that part yeah. two? No, part two is where the surveyor gets killed. Well, the one guy dies up on the
0: power line. Yeah, which yeah. that's the first one. Oh, that's the first one they find. Okay, so mm-hmm. he's... Because they're bouncing on their job. And, they, yeah. and they're they heading out of town. That's and they right. see him up there.
1: Yeah, because she says that she has the kiln that
2: needs to be built. And she's going to give him free beer. And he's like,
1: free beer! We passed up free beer!
0: Yeah.
2: So they find the guy up in the power line. And yeah. it's like, why was he just sitting up here? He,
0: he didn't die. He starved. He starved. Yeah, enough. they they determined that he was dehydrated. Yeah. And he was so scared to come down yeah. that he So it was really weird to him. Really Mm -hmm. weird. Plus he was
1: sitting up there with a rifle. Yeah. So that's what they couldn't figure out. They were like, what was, what ran him up here that wasn't scared of his gun? Yeah. So,
2: and then there's the, the, the uh, summer intern doing uh, seismograph studies Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, start finding some weird earthquakes happening in the area. (laughs) Start putting these correlations together and find out there's giant worms under the ground, which we call what? Well, now they're called graboids. Now they're called graboids. That's right. But they we find they won't find it until the second movie. Well, right?
1: they uh, they name them. Well, they name them. Oh, that's the, right. Yeah, that's right. It's like we need to name these before somebody else names them. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. So um. Yeah. So the whole the, the premise of the movie is it's your classic three act film.
1: Oh, definitely. Explain <laughs> that to a Mad chance. Um, the three act film. We got the you got the setup. Yeah. So basically, we we run the man up the tree. He devises a plan to get out of the tree. He gets out of the tree. <laughs> that's, <laughs>
2: that's basically exactly all. it is. So this, movie
1: this is. is basically it because. We run the guys to the rocks. <laughs> they're on the rocks. They figure out how to get off the rocks. <laughs> so that, that's basically how it works, man. And um, so Val and Earl are running around and they're checking things out. And uh, they go out to different people's houses, like the doctor or old Fred, mm-hmm. and they're dead. They're gone. They don't know what the hell's going on. Um, the roads out of town have been cut off. Mm hmm. Uh, and now they're all these people are trapped, and they're trying to figure out. For thoughts, professor.
0: It's a country ass Jaws.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that. It it's is the, totally uh, a country. That's one ass of Jules. my notes,
0: dude. Down to the
1: down to the way they pan the camera across, just like the water. Everything about this movie's Jaws.
0: Good job. Yeah, I uh, I enjoyed the aspects of hiding from the sound of it. I thought that was fun for the viewer. Um, in terms of you know, staying on the rocks, keeping free from making sound. Um it was basically right what I write at what I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't let down, it didn't exceed. I just expected it to be a fun movie. I didn't really know uh going into this exactly what the Graboids were, other than just in passing seeing it on TV. So mm-hmm. overall I had a good time with it. I thought it was a pretty um slick movie like it didn't spend a lot of time it was you know what i mean it never drugged down at any point like once we got going i had a good time with it
1: yeah and that's the one thing about this movie they don't tell you what these things are we don't do some big backstory we don't do a reveal we don't say okay this is where they came from in fact we have a short real short less than two minute scene where they're on the rocks musing about where they came from He's yeah. like, I bet they're a government experiment. I bet they're aliens. I mean, like, that's it. And they never go back in to explain where they came from. It's just these huge or these huge earthworms or these underground creatures that pop up and kill people.
2: Yeah. They got
1: these huge tentacles that come out of their mouth and grab onto things. They're like feelers. Yeah. They look like gnarly snakes with points coming out of their head,
0: man. Yeah, You, know, you kind of build up with the corvette-like jaws, and then you've got mm-hmm. them out basically down to their last leg, and we're dealing mm-hmm. with explosives and trying to get it just right to to you know solve it right that that's what made me think of that because when i was watching i was like ah, this is really like jaws in a lot of ways i mean in fairness a lot of movies are it's not that they're ripping it off it's just easily comparable right um i particularly liked um the relationship between uh kevin bacon and ward uh-huh. yeah, i thought i thought definitely i thought though. that was the strongest part of the movie yeah. i thought those two worked really well together right
1: uh, they played I, I'm with you they played off each other very very well it's the uh, you got that you actually got that feeling that
0: they've been lifelong
1: buddies mm-hmm. you know that they've lived totally. in this little town like forever. those opening
0: scenes with them out there hammering up fence and stuff I right like, okay they I'm, they uh, you got me. they playing shoot everything the they
1: shoot everything up
2: oh yeah rock,
0: rock paper scissors. scissors
1: for every single thing that goes on and-
2: what about that scene where they're running and Earl steps in that prairie dog hole <laughs> and screams <laughs> <laughs> Very <laughs> that's great yeah uh yeah they play off of each other very well i mean i want to talk about some of the strengths of this movie as you mentioned earlier camera shots oh definitely beautiful camera shots in this in this movie some real intentional uh cinematography going on which really i, th- I really think lends to why this movie is so good
1: we got the uh what are they called we got the sweeping shots it's got the jaws filled to us because we're looking mm-hmm. at things through the eyes and checking that out but we also got the evil dead esque Mm -hmm. moving along with the you know moving everything along and swooping into the ground yeah
2: yeah i mean that was done well done really well yeah um while i do love the pole vaulting scene from rock to rock yes yes yes. genius where did big ass sticks come from i like how they're just (laughs) hanging out all the way around yeah we're in the middle of the desert (laughs) big old rocks hey there's 10 foot poles. Come on now. But
1: I like, instead of explaining where the big poles came from,
2: they uh, they just show
1: us that there's more on the other side, yes. so we just don't ask yeah. questions. Yeah,
2: oh, uh, maybe Native <laughs> Americans left their TP sticks here. <laughs> Something, dude. Yeah.
1: They literally show you the three that they use, but they show you three on the other side and three laying out right off out of the side of the rocks. Yeah. Just so you don't ask those
2: questions. Yeah, see, there was nine sticks. They weren't just three. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, that scene where it's coming under the floorboards of the porch yeah. and those yes. boards are lifting—that oh, was yeah. a great shot. Man, there's the the
1: scene when they the pole vaulting like you just talked about, where they get in the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon turns around and punches the tentacle. Mm-hmm. I, ch- I chuckle at that every time because it's like they finally ran out of what are we going right. to do, and he just punches the he just punches
2: ba- it. Bam! Yeah. I love that for sure. Um, yeah. The only other things that I mean. Another thing, this movie's good, but it's like some of the other ones we've talked about before, where there's just not a lot of notes to take on it. Right it's, right. it's a fun creature adventure film, right? Uh, with some great jump scares, great jump scares. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Some great, uh, some great one damn thing after another moments. Like, yeah. gosh, we just can't win. You know what I mean? So it's got all those tropes, but not a lot of notes. I don't have a whole right. lot of notes left on this, um, except for a. Reba McIntyre and her husband, Bert. Oh, but Burt
1: Gummer is my, f- I mean, there's a reason he's in every movie. Right. Bert goes on to be the Bert mainstay. Uh, who's the actor? Michael Gross. Uh, yep. from, 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 from Family, family Ties. ties. Yeah. Family Ties finished filming. And one day later he went to work on Tremors. That's hilarious. <laughs> and very vastly different characters. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you watch part four, the, uh, some of the special features on part four, he says, he was like, after I played the role in Family Ties for seven years, I said, never again will I play a character this long. He said, now it's been over 15 years and I'm still Burt Gummer.
2: <laughs> well, even so, funnier, too, the, that, the difference that. of the characters. Like the joke of Family Ties was that instead of being conservative parents with liberal kids, Family Ties was liberal parents with mm-hmm. a conservative kid mm-hmm. in yep. Michael J. Fox. Right. So he goes from being like that liberal laid back dad to now being uber separatist doomsday prepper, Burt Gummer. Right. <laughs> he's like a Complete opposite of his character. Like,
1: I literally put this note down here. We know a Burt Gummer right now. Oh, yeah. We know a couple of oh, them. I
2: know plenty of Burt uh, Gummer.
1: One of them's been on the show. <laughs> <laughs> or at least, you know. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: but, I mean, that's the kind of thing. Like, you watch, watching Burt, I see little traces of people we know in him. And it just makes me chuckle and love that character even more. It, I'm going to give you a little story. When we met, when we met Michael Gross... My brother is so enthralled with this series that he stood at Michael Gross's table for four hours while he had other guests and other people signed other autographs and did other things because him and my brother were in an actual discussion. (laughs) about the future of tremors this is <laughs> this is years before five they were in a future actual discussion about the future of Tremors. and what Michael Gross wanted to do different and how Burt Gummer survives as a person a philosophical conversation
2: that's great
1: it was so great my brother's like I could he's Billy the best doing person ever like he had the Atlanta Hawks hat with nice. him he was wearing it he took a picture and he was like and every time I would walk by I'm like Billy come on He'd be like, hey, man, can you hang out just another minute? And Billy would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. I'll, c- I'll catch up with you later. He sat and talked to him, but I don't think he understood he was talking to Michael Gross. He was talking to Burt Gummer.
0: <laughs> I don't know hours. if you guys noticed, Dominique Wilkins was an executive producer. For this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he got him all the free Hawks.
2: Yeah.
0: It was a slam dunk. Oh, uh, uh, well, uh, 1987, I when I was that. in L.A., I got a family tie shirt. Because <laughs> awesome. I loved Back to the Future so much, and they didn't have any good shirts for that when we were Universal Studios, they were sold out or whatever. So okay. I got a family ties just because I had to have something. Michael was Bird that Alex Peake? Was that
1: Alex Peakeaton or the whole family?
0: Oh, it was the logo of the, oh, okay. of the show. That's <laughs> funny.
2: Um, so another fun thing about Bert Gummer, which will be a recurring thing that they'll also use as a joke in Part Four. Bert is known as what guy?
1: The gun guy. The gun guy. He's oh, always yeah. got
2: huge, crazy guns. Yep. so that'll come up as a joke in part four. Uh, and then last but not least, that great way that they finished the last one off with the cliff. Oh, definitely. Yeah.
1: Definitely. So cool. You uh, have to think about it. Stampede. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's always a callback in these movies.
2: Yeah, totally. And uh, let's be honest, the practical effects in this were great. Oh, yeah.
1: definitely, man. And
2: that's what sells it. So. That was definitely the difference maker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm with you on that. So, right on. Any last thoughts on Tremors 1? Man, I, right, I really I love Tremors 1. If you haven't seen it, definitely yeah. check it out. Oh, go buy this on Blu-ray. Oh, definitely. For sure. So, all right. We're going to move on? To A 2. All right. So, we got Tremors 2
1: Aftershock. This one came out six years later in 1996. Now, this one is directed by S.S. Wilson and written by ss wilson and brent Maddock. so they came back they wrote the first one they came back wrote the second one and ss wilson directed okay so uh we have the character of earl bassett back played by fred ward uh we've got grady hoover played by chris garten we got kate riley played by helen shaver and burt gummer is back played by
2: michael gross all right so we find our previous hero earl and he looks like he's he's back to wrestling, like he's doing handyman work. But no, we find out he is wrestling an ostrich at his own <laughs> ostrich farm. This movie comes right out the gate with the graboid, where it took the first movie yeah. to build up. Oh this one, yeah, right. in the first minute you get to see the graboid. Yeah, right. Um But we find that Earl's on hard times. He did not. He did not play his money well. He didn't go on to build the amusement park like uh, Val did, <laughs> which they bring up. No, think. Val didn't build the amusement
1: park. The kid, the kid oh, wants to build an amusement
2: park. Right. Val made good investments. That's right. Val made good investments. This kid does the, the amusement park. And right. They talk about it. And yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So Earl is uh, on hard times. It's hard times, Daddy. For for Earl, he's living in a trailer. <laughs> yeah, he got his ostrich farm, but he does have a Graboids arcade game inside he does, there, which is which so great. I was like, I want that cabinet so bad. Um, it
1: yeah. keeps popping up in the movies
2: too. It yeah. pops up in later movies. Yeah. And so basically, the scene from the beginning, which I'm glad Champ brought up because I missed, I forgot to mention, uh, we find out that there's graboids in Mexico. Yep. And so when we find our our hero Bert, they're trying to hire Bert to come down to hunt these graboids in. Mexico. Well, they're trying to find.
1: They're trying to hire Earl. That's what I meant. They, Earl. they, they offer I, Earl fifty thousand
2: yeah. dollars a piece. For every Graboid
1: that he kills. It was Earl.
0: It was Earl, you son of a bitch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And this guy, Grady, Grady's trying to weasel his way in. He's a huge fan of Bert and Earl. Earl. Yeah, (laughs) No, not Bert and Earl. See, it's Earl and Val. He's a big fan of Earl and Val from the first one. They make this really cool (laughs) joke in uh, in part one where they say, hey, man, we need to be on the cover of Time. You know, we're going to be on Time Magazine. He's like, no, we're going to be on People Magazine. And then... When you see Fred Ward in his house, he's got a picture of People magazine with him and Kevin Bacon on it on the front. So yeah, there's neat little tie-ins like that. Totally, totally. But so yeah, they offer to pay Earl fifty thousand dollars per graboid that he kills, Cha-ching. and this guy <laughs> weasels his way into being part of that the group. Crew. Yeah, he's just like, hey, you need a second? Let me
2: help. But there's off a, to Mexico. There's a catch that we find out once they get to Mexico and they start hunting them they're having a great time easy time hunting them they're yep. using the old remote control car with dynamite trick yeah and just killing them left and right but then they evolve oh. oh before that we find out that they they think the geologists have discovered that the graboids are probably a Precambrian dinosaur yes which is pretty fascinating for those of you who like science Precambrian that's old that's a long time ago. A lot more species popped up in what they called the Cambrian explosion. So this pre-Cambrian stuff is old, old, old. This is before crocodiles. Okay. Coheed and Cambria. <laughs> so, anyways, so we find out that as these uh, these graboids are getting killed off, they decide that they hit the next phase of their evolution, which right. they may may well have been doing before, but only right. in these films, right? And they become what, Chen?
1: Uh, the graboids the graboids turn into shriekers
2: shriekers
1: shriekers are two leg or biped- they're bipedal uh, they got the same mouth type mm-hmm. they don't have the tentacle tongues that come out but they got the same type of mouth and they have heat seeking yes uh, things that pop out of their head They're radar
2: like rather than sound right they're motivated by heat signals right so i gotta ask professor since you'd never seen this before and you're introduced to the whole new franchise, how did this go over for you?
0: Surprisingly? Well, Uh, I felt like it duplicated a lot of the things I liked about the first one. Uh, and something I didn't mention in the first one that also carries on to this. I love how it's in the daytime for the most part. Yeah. We have some great night stuff in the franchise, but I love how centered it is around being in the daytime. Uh, I love that this one is greener. We change the scenery up just a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, I had a blast with this. I thought it was a pretty smart way of avoiding trying to get too cute with a plot. Uh-huh. Like we we show up at the beginning, we have the quirky, you know, as you mentioned, ostrich farm and all that. But we move quickly into getting back to business. Yeah. And I think that's what is vital to this franchise is that we never try and get too cute. We do. I'll just say this right now for my opinion and a spoiler. we We get a little too cute in part three. But for the most part, the franchise stays fairly grounded with oh, yeah. giving the fans what they want, which I appreciate I, I I was genuinely shocked with this one and for the most part moving forward throughout the franchise that it, it never was just a quick paycheck. Now, it w- it may have been a kind of quick paycheck, right? but they always respected the viewer. They tried to make movies that were at least going to be fun for people to watch even up in the last year. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, not to get too far ahead, but I mean, it follows suit. So it's worth mentioning. That's what I liked about this one. Like they didn't reinvent the wheel, but it was, it was just another fun revisit to what I enjoyed about the first one.
1: Yeah. We bring out these little creatures, these bipedal creatures. They look like
0: the mousers from Ninja Turtles. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) They're running around eating
1: people, but at the same time, you've got things like a at one point, Bert and uh, the other guy, or Earl and the other guy are, we keep, <laughs> well, Bert and I Earl, know, I know anyway, I'm talking. sorry, because I, I like Bert, he's, but Earl and the other guy, they're sitting out there, and a coyote starts howling, he's like, is that a coyote,
2: and Earl's just like, he better be quiet, and the next thing you know, oh, yeah, he gets you eaten, the coyote me. gets eaten, and it's, it's just fun, little things like yeah, that, like yeah. Professor was bringing it up, it's those fun little things like that, they didn't try to get too cute, right? right? but they, there's enough fun, there's enough stuff to make you still giggle, like, <laughs> nice you know it's it's a great sequel i mean to me this is this is gonna be bold this is one of my favorite sequels to a movie oh, like, that's i think good, it's a man. great sequel yeah um and the uh, the shriekers look cool yeah now they did screw up and do some cgi but yeah. when they did the practical when they did the puppets yeah they looked really good
1: those really did yeah they did look good yeah and we find out that uh, so th- what the shriekers are the shriekers are an evolution right it's, they're underground, they attack, or they sense things by hearing, by vibrations. We come above ground, they see heat signals on things. Mm-hmm. So, we have a couple neat things that we play with in that race. Oh, and they, and they reproduce by eating food.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, we get to play on a bunch, a couple different things, because they're right. a brand new species. We've established ground rules in the first part. Right. And then we move on to going, okay, well, we're giving you the same Graboid that you liked from the first movie, but now you have him, and you've got these things. These new ones. And these things, well, if only three of them come out of one worm, that's no problem. But if they eat anything, they multiply. They like Graboids. Right, which is a big thing. So I thought that was really neat. And then we get to play with the fact, well, how do we hide from something that's heat-seeking? We chill ourselves down. I mean, there's lots of yeah. different... They just play with lots of different
2: elements in this movie. It's I like good. That. Yeah, it's good because they're they're clever.
1: Yeah. They're clever. Um, it's it, like you could tell these guys really enjoyed what they were writing.
2: Yeah. Like, really. Yeah, like,
1: all right, we're going to make this. How would you defeat this? Exactly. You know? It's like you've got used to this set of rules. It's, it's almost like uh, Feast. Remember when we did the Feast yes. trilogy? Yeah. Like, those things were ever-evolving into something yeah. new. And it happened over the span of three movies. Mm-hmm. This happens over the span of several movies. Right. And it just feels like yeah, it's just we're ever evolving. Yep. I think that's what keeps us on our toes as viewers. Yeah. I like that.
0: Totally. Yeah. I mean, you're bound to have fun with a hermaphrodite every time. <laughs> that's what they yes
1: Yes, they are hermaphrodites. <laughs> they reproduce unto themselves. That's
0: right. That's right.
2: <laughs> uh, so let's talk. I uh, just got a couple more notes on this one. Let's talk about how Earl finally comes up winning in life earl has had uh, his this playmate centerfold that he's always <laughs> 19, yeah. 1974. that's right and <laughs> and and, and, <laughs> and in fact it was his symbol of shame it was hanging up in his house to remind him that life's not fair and you don't get everything you want and who does the size mo- no not the size she's the geologist yeah who does the geologist end up being miss 1974 <laughs> i love it when she
0: poses for him <laughs> yeah
2: she oh, does that's Z you <laughs> yeah and old earl finally gets his comeuppance in this world yes sir and so that uh the way they hide from him is they cover themselves in uh fire extinguisher to make right. them cold uh to hide from them and then i just want to mention that bert has a 50 cal in this movie oh son and when Bert shoots those shriekers with the 50 Cal and they explode, explode dude, explode. pretty accurate. <laughs> I shot a 50 Cal once. It's pretty entertaining. Um, so yeah, I thought this was a great movie. It was a great sequel. Great sequel. If you like part one, you've got to watch part two.
1: And they just give you those little things. It's like something and they hold things over. Like in these movies, sitting and waiting is always, something that happens it's like well what do we do now well we'll just sit here on these rocks yeah (laughs) even they still do that in this movie there's always these uh just when you think you're like oh they're changing things i don't like it they they bring you back to the the original they bring you back to uh yeah no here's the story you like we're just tweaking it a little bit don't get upset here it is yep i really like that
2: all right any final thoughts before going to part three no all right on we're getting ready to move into Professor's Favorite of the franchise. Oh,
1: <laughs> Tremors 3, Back to Perfection. Back to Perfection. This one, takes place. <laughs> yeah, right. this one takes place in 2001, directed directed by Brent Maddock this time. So S.S. Wilson directed the second one. Brent Maddock takes over the directing reins, but it's written by a new guy, John Wepley. Um, we got Burt Gummer back, played by Michael Gross. This time we have Desert Jack Sawyer. Played by Sean Christian. We got Jody Chang, Mr. Chang from the first movie's daughter, apparently. Right. Played by Susan Chong. Uh, Nancy and Mindy, the mother and daughter, are back. Uh, Charlotte Stewart and Ariana Richards. um, Miguel's back from the first movie. Tony Gennaro and Melvin, the little punk-ass kid from the first movie, is back. And he's played by Robert Jang.
2: So, Not to be confused with Thomas Jane. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we forgot to mention, too, that in uh, Tremors 2, we find out that Reba McIntyre did indeed leave Bert. Oh,
1: dude, yeah. I, I can't believe I got a note about that when we skipped over yeah. it. But the way they show you is so beautifully sad. Yeah. We pan back to Burt's gun wall. And every once in a while, there's just... A gun missing on the wall. It's so yeah. sad. Really? You're just like, cause it's like she packed up her six shooter and she packed up her rifle and she packed up her, uh her AK and she just left, she man. Gone. She's gone. She gone. She mad. I'm glad you brought that up. I really did enjoy that.
2: So we opened tremors three with Bert hunting shriekers somewhere in South America, right? I think so. He's, he's got a, he's got a big, He's sitting up in like a big big 50 cal on top of uh, him. He's talking to reporters. reporters And And so these streakers come over a hill like something out of Jurassic Park. Terrible CGI. Oh, terrible CGI. Just
0: mowing them down with his big 50. That's what you know what you're in for. Yeah, and that pretty much (laughs) sets the
2: tone for the whole
1: movie. Um, Perfection has become a tourist attraction town
2: where graboids are their primary source of income now. And it's in this one. I'm sorry, because I do have the note here. This is where we find out that Earl and Grady opened a theme park.
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And uh,
1: we got the newest guy in town, Desert Jack Sawyer, has opened up a Graboid tour where he takes people, visitors, you know, tourists, he takes them around and gives them the Graboid experience. And it's real neat because they show you, on this tour, the actual tricks and effects that they used making part one. So it's kinda they give you that little insight how the post they pull the post down. The, the post. things shoot up. I mean yeah. it, it was kinda neat to see that. They were like, look, we're gonna show you how we did the first one so we can go over here and do something cooler. Yeah.
2: yeah so yeah. I thought that so was yeah, neat. it's like a fake experience and people are but they're not told it's fake. They think it's real. Right. And they see the graboids coming on the seismograph or I mean that little radar screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, yeah. So it's it's fun. That, that's that's about where the fun ends. Uh.
1: <laughs> well, there was this one. There's this one little thing where Bert is going into his house, but he won't even show the camera his secret code. Like, oh you yeah. Know, it's, just, right. it's just little nuances like that that Michael Gross brings to this character after three movies. You know. Um, like that.
2: There's one point where Bert gets eaten. By a graboid, <laughs> and I, I'm saving it because there's one. We, we're going into a next phase of evolution, and because Professor loved it so much, I want to let him call. <laughs> but before we get to that, I want to talk about how Bert gets eaten by that graboid. He does, and they've got a chainsaw him free. <laughs>
1: Desert Jack Sawyer
2: chainsaws, chainsaw's Bert out of a graboid. That was an, that was another of one of the few good scenes in this movie. I was like, oh, oh yeah, that was rad. But Professor. Can you tell us what the next phase in
0: evolution is? Ass blasters. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Professor,
2: what's an ass blaster?
0: A mistake. (laughs) It's like, how do you come back five years later with this?
2: Listeners at home, he is not exaggerating. He is not being facetious. They literally call the next phase in evolution of our dear graboids. Ass Ass blasters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We are now leaving the sci-fi angle of the <laughs> franchise. And they are
2: bad CGI. They look like they look ridiculous. flying baby dragons. Yeah.
1: Yeah, dude. These these things I didn't like the design of these things
0: at all. No. I Gosh. I'm just gonna say this right now. Yeah. It I would have no problem telling someone who would never watch these movies if you really like want to have a good time and you're not obsessive, skip this one you could watch one, two, four, five, have a blast. Yep. Like this offers nothing. I mean, obviously we revisit the term ass blasters. Yeah. Right? Uh, back, but right. and, but and you and can I'll get save by for with five. Yeah. 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 This movie sucked. <laughs> it's,
2: it was a chore. This was the hardest one to get through for me. I, I hate that you
1: guys said that because I love this movie. <laughs> I'm not scared to admit it. That's all right. That's why, I do, that's why we do this show. I sat man. there with the grin on my face going, because this was it. This was that that dumb time that I was just looking for. I was like, they called them ass blasters. <laughs> he even makes a note, a note to say he was just like, ass blasters. He's like, that sounds like a porno. I'm serious, right. dude. Like, I love this, man. So, um, oh, let me get some of these things out here well you're gonna have more notes than us so you just uh <laughs> the cgi was horrible i give you that oh, that's one of my so that's bad. definitely one of my notes but this is uh we also find out that um the graboids come from eggs so when we kill the ass blast we kill the first ass blaster they call them ass blasters because these things that fly what they do is they um they take off an with like a rocket type propulsion out of their rectum that prop them into the air, and then they, uh,
2: folks, that's a nice way of saying they shoot fire out their butt,
1: <laughs> and they just kind of soar around and attack people. Which the it's it's dumb, but there's just little mm. scenes like when they make it to the uh the junkyard that they, they kind of make it all fun again, you know. So I kind of like that, but there was other things like I think they wanted to go further into the cycle because now we have the full cycle, we go from the eggs that the mm. ass blasters lay, yeah. The eggs become graboids. The ag- graboids become shriekers. The shriekers evolve into ass blasters. Um, and you're right. Bert got swallowed whole. That was awesome. Yep. The chainsaw was awesome. But in this movie, we get one graboid that is the white whale. They give us this epic, I don't know, tale, You know, it's Bert's being chased specifically by one graboid. And it is an albino graboid.
0: It's oh, his... yeah, because they have a term for it, don't they?
2: Gosh, I didn't write it down. Yeah. like it's his Moby Dick. Yeah.
1: It basically, that's what it is. Yeah, it's his white whale. And I got another note that here says, again, the CGI shit. I mean, there was a lot of shitty CGI. But everything that they did practical looked really good. Um. Man, you guys made fun. <laughs> Here's what it is. <laughs> no, I, I chuckle at my note because... You guys made fun of my potato gun for years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the potato <laughs> gun makes it come back in a big, bad way. Uh,
2: the homemade rocket the launcher. The homemade rocket yeah, launcher. Yeah, I got a note of that because that was rad. <laughs> I it.
1: did. I put that note down, I went, <laughs> and I started chuckling when I read it. And that's what it said. It says, you guys made fun of my potato gun for years, but damn it, that's how you
2: take down an ass bust. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, and then ultimately, how does the last ass blaster get killed? Um, so they shoot the the arrows at him. I forget how does the last one go. Then the grab boy did him.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's bombs. what it is. Yeah, yeah. Is that where they throw the stick bomb? Yeah.
1: The so Bert has this watch, this super ultrasonic watch that they tell you in the beginning that he wears that has has up to the second nanosecond, whatever nanosecond time and wherever he's at and it gives off this sound that drives dogs and other animals crazy and we find out that's why the white Graboid has been chasing him is because it's been listening to this watch. It's been following him everywhere because of this watch. So what we do is we take duct tape we put it around this watch we throw it on an ass blaster a Graboid eats the ass blaster
2: (sighs) Boom. Genius.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. So then we don't say... even
1: we don't even kill the last graboid. Oh. That's the thing that kills me about this. They let him free to roam in perfection.
0: Why? Endangered species. Didn't that... they talk about that in this one?
1: Well they they touch on that, but Bert says it's beca- like he uses it to, he leaves Melvin on the rock at the end. There was just certain things that weren't left uh, that were were left okay. unanswered with this film. You see what I'm saying? Do you, do you get what I'm saying? I though, forgot. well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, well, like they have the guy there at the end, yeah, you yeah, know, because yeah. he comes up and eats the ass blaster. The ass blaster is gone, but then <laughs>
0: what? no it's just funny to get analytical with the term ass blaster
1: the great white graboid swallowed the ass blaster whole okay it's a porno all right but the graboid comes up swallows the ass blaster and then we find out that Bert's not trying to kill the last graboid because they've all reinforced their buildings and the town so they're all safe from the graboid and yada 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 i don't know man it just it did go downhill at the end but all the effects were fun the fire was fun. Them hiding. We got an old school monster feel where they were being stalked and they had to figure out a way to kill them using MacGyver type techniques. I really did have fun with the end of this movie. It's Good. just at the very end of it. I just I lost interest real real quick.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Sorry. Hey, you no, like I'm
1: apologizing to them. I don't care if you guys care.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're my peeps. We got two of y'all. Listen. All right. On to Tremors four
0: i got really? nothing left to say. Nobody about else Tremors has anything three.
1: good to say about the end of this movie?
0: Nah. I'll never watch it I feel it again. like I was already generous. As long as I live. <laughs> Fine. Uh, Tremors
2: <laughs> 4,
1: then. 2004. Tremors 4. The Legend Begins.
0: Uh, directed by
1: S.S. Wilson again, but we bring in a new writer this time, Scott Buck. Um, Buck? <laughs> Bob? we got Pion Ling Chang, played by Ming Lo. we got Juan Padilla, played by Brent Rome. we got Blackhand Kelly, played by... Played by my man, Billy Drago. I love
2: Billy Drago. We got
1: Christine Lord, played by Sarah Botsford, and Hiram Gummer, played by the great Michael <laughs> Gross.
2: <laughs> Michael Gross playing his grandpa or great-grandpa? I want to say great-grandpa. Great-grandpa, grandpa, great-grandpa. Yeah. yeah. Great-grandpa. Hiram Gross, who man. is not a fan of... Huh? Guns. Guns. At all. That's right. Right on. That's right. He's an investment man from the East Coast. That's yeah. right fancy man yeah. they don't really give us a year no,
0: 1889 oh do they i don't know i haven't jotted down i don't remember saying that but right on that, that
2: makes that would make sense yeah rejection valley rejection valley, rejection valley. instead of perfection right. it's rejection and like wonder why maybe we should change the name of the town you know? <laughs> <laughs> um so what's so going on in this one we're set in the wild west yeah and uh the, the mines closing down so this fancy pants from the east is coming. People are getting killed in that mine. That's man. right. 17 men died. That's right. So they leave everybody's packing up, leaving town. They're not dealing with it no more. Wagon's so East. That's right. So this man from the east comes to try and maybe invest in the mine. You
0: nobody know was doing No, he's, he's already he invested. Oh, he already owned the mine. And he's like, "Oh shit, I'm about to lose a lot of money." I let's turn this get around. out here and make he's it He's like, work. "I am
1: broke. I need this mine to keep running."
2: Yeah, because we find out he's broke cuz he can't even pay his its hotel bill that's right that's right so comes out and to investigate what happens and because it's a tremors movie dear friends i'll bet you can tell what happens next some tremoring oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey i just want to come
0: out and say that this was a decent sequel not bad would, this was the one i was the most surprised with yeah yeah i saw i was like oh Come back to the Wild West, huh? Part four.
2: <laughs> this ought to be good. I thought the same thing, especially after watching three. But I'll tell you, basically what they did was they this should have been called Back to Perfection Mm-hmm. because they just went back to the old formula. I'm not saying it's a perfect movie, no. but but th- they just went back to the old formula, mm-hmm. kept it simple, the old the old rule KISS: Keep It Simple Stupid. Mm-hmm. They went back, kept it simple, and made a decent film.
0: And enriched the overall mythos of it. It yes. makes watching the first one a little bit more fun. Right. After, you know, seeing all of them. Right. Yeah, I
2: was shocked with this one. Yeah. Like I said, it's not great. And in fact, I think it's actually just a long episode of Briscoe County Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Especially a good with Billy Drago being yeah. in it. You That's know, a good point. Because he's fantastic in Briscoe County, Jr. If you
1: guys uh, look at my Facebook page, there's a great picture of me and Billy Drago. Nice. That he asked to
2: take. Nice. If you look at my shirt, you'll see what. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So. Um, oh, he's fun. He's a great guy. I've already mentioned all my notes for this film. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so the graboids in this film were a lot smaller. Yeah. So we're we're led to believe that you're. Now, how. What was that time period that you said they were there pre what? Cambrian, pre-Cambrian. So there's supposed to be these pre- pre-Cambrian beings, but yet in 1890 or 1889 or whatever it was, they're a lot smaller than the graboids that we know in later films. Yeah. I don't know if that's just they haven't grown that big yet, or if they're fresh out maybe. the eggs because we see the eggs. Uh-huh. We see some eggs that have been hatched in the stream, so maybe it's just that was what they were. So that was kind of uh, that's kind of out there. In each film, they give you something different. You never get the same old boring-ass grabwood. You always get something at least tweaked a little bit different. I like that about it. Um, I feel like a lot of this movie was unnecessary, and that was my feeling on it. Was there's um, We spend a lot of the time from our first attacks to waiting for Billy Drago to show up with nothing really going on, just sitting around, not even doing anything in town, just having meaningless conversations. I mean, and as long as this movie is, it just feels like they didn't want to cut a lot of stuff out that they could have cut for time.
0: It's very slow.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's
0: so that was slow. my thing. The whole but- franchise, every entry's too long. I just want to throw that out no, there. Every, it's like is too every movie is like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, okay. We, we were texting yeah, about this. Yeah. Because I with Tremors 3, I was like, hey, dude, this one's like 145. <laughs> and I was really upset. <laughs> so and then 4, Jesus. I was like, hey, dude, part 4 is 140. <laughs> Listen, when you're getting up into parts 3 and 4 and you're going straight to video, keep it between 80 and 90 minutes. Right. <laughs> exactly. All you aspiring filmmakers out there. You know, no, don't. No don't give us time to hate you. <laughs> right. Um. It finally in walks
1: Black Hand Kelly. Black Hand Kelly. They put out a a, a wire, a wire to, a wire that says, "Hey, we need somebody to come out and kill these things. Salary negotiable. We wait for another twenty five minutes to bullshit. Uh-huh, yeah. And finally, in walks Billy Drago, and Billy Drago's like, "All right, man, I'll kill him. Let's go do this." Then we ride around the countryside and not see anything for twenty five minutes, and then finally Billy Drago
0: encounters his first gravel. I think I know what we've got. A huh. Western. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like yeah, twenty it minutes. Really of, twenty minutes of nothing, thirty seconds of important. <laughs> yeah, That's the true Western formula. Yeah. Which I enjoy, but let's I love Western right on right, yeah.
2: on, right
1: on. All right, I'll give that to you. And it, what's really neat though is you kinda get to see Hiram Gummer turned into the gummers that we we know later. We know and love later. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really neat because Hiram goes from being this uppity, preppy ass guy from the east who's well to do, who doesn't want to touch a gun, to a badass with an arm cannon at the end. Yeah, I mean, it's, it,
2: it, I think that's pretty neat because we get to see the birth of yeah. the Gummer legend. And he he says, "I'm going to stay here, and I think I'm going to build a home on that hill right up there, <laughs> right. where Bert eventually lives." Right um what was the name of that big gun they were using oh dude i didn't get i just put the gun that's it the punter gun
1: i just put this big gun it's ridiculous that's a
2: real gun it's a real gun and they used to use it for duck hunting (laughs) now now, bear with me here but they
1: shoot 50 ducks at
2: a time yeah they fill it with shot my bad so that's exactly what happened. yeah so what they would do is they would they would pack that big gun with shot and then they would do something to spook the ducks and as they're starting to fly off Fire that oh, one
1: shot, and it scatters, it scatters. Scatter gun, yeah, right so
2: you're, you're popping like you know 15 20 ducks at a time. Dick Cheney gun.
1: Well, that <laughs> oh, makes oh, sense,
2: dude. <laughs> yeah, so that is a real gun. I wanted to make sure people knew that. Uh, it's really cool, you know, concept. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, granted, they used it like you know 100 years ago or right. 200 years ago, yeah, 200 years ago, so it <laughs> doesn't. That- don't think that we still hunt like that. But um, I just want to point out: if you're in
1: a Tremors movie and your name is Old Fred, you're fucked. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm serious. No if you're in that. any
2: horror movie and you got old before your name, you did old or crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I just love that that we get to see an Old Fred, and then there's an Old Fred in the in the first movie yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah.
1: If you're Old Fred, you're
2: fucked, man. I'm sorry. Uh, a classic case the trimmers this is this is one where we don't get any evolution. We don't get any evolution of the trimmers obviously right. because we're back in history. That's why it just stuck to keep it simple you know um, it's back to the, the basic formula the trimmers get smarter than you. you've got to figure out how to stop them. you're out of resources. what are you gonna to do to beat these trimmers? right And that's what they do use a steam engine. yeah, they use a steam engine all sign of the times the
1: the saw was genius
2: the saw really was genius he said there when he shoves
1: it into the ground and starts hitting it i was like oh you know what's coming but it's all it's fun
2: yeah so if you like the first two and you actually like the third one just go on to the fourth one what do you got to lose so it's it's not great but gosh it's better than three (laughs) Oh, yeah. Man-ton, man in, <laughs> man. No, I ain't even mad. I, I'm not even <laughs> mad at that. No,
1: because like I said, man, like you guys really like this one. I really like, I like the dumb shit that was in the third one. You guys like the dumb shit that was in this one. So, I mean, it, it evens out. Yeah, totally. Like, I like all the action. You like all the waiting. <laughs> no. Yeah, say, I like the Western. Say, no, because yeah, I mean, professor like yeah. Westerns.
2: Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'm glad.
0: And you don't. Yeah, for real. You like ass blasters. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ooh, got a little colder in here. Oh, I'm now. gonna admit I rented oh. that. I rented that last week. Oh. <laughs> last time I stayed in the Marriott, I watched that. <laughs> Boy, moving right along on to oh, right on, Tremors man. Numero Cinco.
1: Yes, Tremors Numero Cinco. Though,
2: I give it one second. It's loading
1: up. I'm sorry. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Tremors Five Bloodlines, 2015. Uh, directed by Don Michael Paul. Uh, writers were John Wepley, from who previously wrote. Uh, M.A. Deuce and William Truesmith. I don't know who the second... Uh, we know We know John Wepley wrote part three. Um, now we have some characters. Uh, Johan Dreyer, played by Brandon Aritz; Lucia, played by Natalie Becker. Dr. Michael Swan, played by Manuel uh Burt Gummer's back, played by Michael Gross. And then there's Travis B. Welker, played by that idiot from Scream.
0: <laughs> yes. The only person I've ever, I think, offended at a convention.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> folks, for you, for you folks out there listening who don't know, he's talking about Jamie Kennedy. Oh, there we go. I knew he had a
1: name. Yeah. No, but but seriously, he was a, he wasn't as bad in this movie as I don't as yeah. he is in every now, other
2: movie. Now, correction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. As so, he is in so, every other so, movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'll, I'll magnify that. Keywords: as bad.
1: No, as bad. Yeah, yeah.
0: Seriously. Yeah, when we were standing next to his table, you were meeting Monica Keenan. Yeah. And to- hot toddy. Yeah. was like, are you going to meet Jamie Kennedy? I was like, I'm not paying that guy money for his autograph. And he was looking at me. I was <laughs> oh, like, whoa. I just, I turned to Todd. I was like, oh, I think he heard me. I just oh, moved man. over. Ouch. Hopefully I can make that up somewhere. Why? Want. I'll give him money. <laughs> You'll give me money. Yeah. yeah. Like
1: this is for Trimmers five. You throw him five bucks. Exactly.
0: Um, to get a eight
2: by 10 of Malibu's most wanted. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, that
1: is my Jamie Kennedy movie. Oh, dear. That's the one, because that character
2: is supposed to be ridiculous. I can
1: get on board with that. When he plays regular characters, I'm like, what the hell is – why would you make that choice?
2: I don't know. So that's all I got to say about Tremors 5.
1: (laughs) Nah, but go ahead.
2: All right. So Tremors 5 is unique in the fact that we have Tremors on a different continent. Yes. We go. How
1: does the movie start, though? It's amazing. I oh, love the great, the oh,
2: the great! Oh, the intro descriptions. It's so great. so. Basically, they go through in the intro and they give you kind of descriptions of tremors and their evolution and explain to them, right? Or explain about them, in some cool uh, like animations, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah. So that was really cool. I really enjoyed that it. Was intro. a quick
1: little. If you've never seen any of the first four films, here you go. We're gonna tell. We're gonna catch you up to speed right now. And then we move directly in from catching you up to speed to Burt Gummer's reality TV show. I love this aspect of this movie, The Survival it, with Burt Gummer. There you go, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's I, doing his, I really enjoyed that. He's doing his own Survivor man, or right, or you know his Bear Grylls stuff. But but you know, crazy gun toting Bear Grylls. Yeah, you know? yeah he's like, teaching you how to kill and cook rattlesnake. He and,
1: stomps that rattlesnake, dude! I, I
2: stood up and, <laughs> and cheered. <I> stood up. <laughs> And then comes on a dirt bike, <laughs> Mr. Awesome Jamie Kennedy himself.
1: His name in the movie is Travis, Travis B Welker. Travis,
2: Travis B Welker. And um, I don't—I I forget how do they get invited to Africa?
1: Um. So the the okay, so the the guy comes over from Africa, says that they're having a graboid attack, That's and right. Bert says that.
0: Yeah, it's kind there's, of like the Mexico. Yeah, yeah. He's Again. like, "Hey,
1: we we need you." Um, he and follows versus, him all the way out, versus, and Bart's like,
0: "That's not possible." Yeah, because
1: there's no grab graboids are North American. O- yeah, North America only. Yeah, and we find out no. Well, they're in Africa, and I need you to come over, all expenses
2: paid, and come over and hunt these graboids.
1: Or, or actually, because he told him that they had shrieker ass blasters. My bad.
2: That's right. So we revisit Ass Blasters in this movie, and I will go so bold as to say Ass Blasters done well.
1: Oh, Ass yeah. Blasters in this movie is amazing. Yeah, Much so better
2: yeah, they, they look good. The CGI is good. Yes. Um, that's why I agree with Professor when he says you could skip three, because if you watch this one, you still get the experience of the Ass Blasters, and I, I'll i say done right. Oh, d-
1: definitely, man. They, they looked amazing. The, yeah. the arms, the mouth, everything about the the new mutated ass blasters look great.
2: Yeah, and uh, you know, and now we added, a, we did add a new mythos to the ass blasters, is that they have to hunt at night. Yes, which is you know detrimental for the the African people in South Africa. Right. I just said African people in South Africa. So you're good. good. Hey, just <laughs> real, spoiler alert. They're in South Africa, and uh, when what kind of people are they? South Africa, Africa? you <laughs> dumb son of a bitch. You dumb son of
1: a bitch. <laughs> But Bert, tell, <laughs> Bert tells him they have a grab a graboid problem, too. The guy says, no, we don't. We just got ass blasters. He said, if you got ass blasters, you got graboids. And I'd just like to point out, my dad had graboids once. Some days he couldn't even sit on the
2: toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little throwback to vacation. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. I love when Jamie Kennedy says you're going to need a bigger cage.
1: Oh, I'm literally. I was like, really? Uh, did you improv that line? Like, are you so bold? I have to point out something. No, 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 no. I've, I'm going to show you my notes later, though. Let's just go ahead and skip on. No, I have something, because this movie does something that the other movies kind of touch on, but this movie is very upfront about it. There is a lot of foreshadowing in this movie. A lot of foreshadowing. They basically tell you everything that's going to happen in the second half of the movie in the end of the movie up front by pointing out shit that, we don't even need to know. Have you, lightning watched,
2: have you only watched this once? Huh? Have you only seen it once? Yeah. Man, I never catch foreshadowing until I watch something twice. Either. No, I
1: watched it last night, but they they flat out tell you. And the one thing I'll save till later, but they flat out tell you the lightning strikes every day at this time. The little girl has the little thing, has oh, the electricity sorry. rods in the ground that she uses to drive the worms up. So immediately, I look over at my daughter who's sitting. I was like, "That's gonna come back to play later." Watch, and she just goes. She didn't get it. I mean, she raised her arms in the air, Nightmare. and she didn't get
0: it. So there, there's a lot of foreshadowing in this movie, man. So, Professor, have not heard much from you on this? I'm one. sorry, yeah, please. No, no, I don't have a lot of notes on it on this one at this point. Like, I enjoyed it. I, I like the um, that we all, we switch landscapes a lot, mm-hmm. different yes. locations. Yep. I like that we're in a different spot. I like the detaching tentacles, mm-hmm. yes, um, which I thought yes. was was fun with this. And in particular, I really like the ending which I won't Mm -hmm. jump right into, but I mean, other than that, um, it it was just another tremors movie. Like, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just, I'd
2: say this is the most entertaining one since two. Oh yeah, Yeah. definitely. Definitely. Not like I said, again, as we said, four is
0: not a bad movie, but I'd say this is the most
2: entertaining and engaging one
0: since part two. Yeah. Jamie Kennedy didn't bother me, which he usually does scream. I like him. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was a good time, but there really wasn't a whole lot of, difference the you know for me to comment on i other than i really like the ending I, I thought that was a, like if they never make another one i think it's cool the yeah. way they ended that one
1: there's just there's a lot of things like with not only the ass blaster they changed the the look of the graboid and um it's kind of explained it's like different continent different species yeah you know like you have like in North America, we have uh, the same species that they have in other parts of the world, except they look different. Mm-hmm. So this is a new, this is the South African version of a Graboid and the big spikes and the,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like all that's awesome. Right. It looks amazing. And I love the jumping shark aspect. That's what I, how I put it. The jumping shark aspect of the Graboid. Yeah. Now. The fact that it jumps out of water and twists and eats people and goes right back into the ground.
2: Yeah. That I love Oh, it really is. Because it, it
1: adds that extra little layer
2: to it. Man. Yeah. Well, we got to talk too that the guy who hired uh, Bert oh, to come yes. out here yes. double-crossed him. Son of a bitch. Yeah. And locked him in a cage. To get peed on by a lion. Peed <laughs> on by lions.
1: <laughs> so the guy ends up being a poacher. Yeah which we, you always hear about coming, especially in stories from right. South Africa. Right. The guy's a poacher, and instead of going out and find leopard cubs or, or lion cubs <laughs> or whatever, he was like, I can get way more money for an ass blaster. Or in this yeah. case, you know, uh, the egg.
2: Right. He's like, I
1: can get way more money out of this. So he hired Bert and brought him to Africa to help him make this money. Yeah. And then after he got the egg, he was done with bird. He's done with everybody. Yeah.
2: basically. Yeah. Um, my only, let's see my other notes here. Uh, I like the Jurassic park kitchen chase ripoff. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: I put that right there. Yes. The
2: Blaster chased him through the kitchen, just yes. like the velociraptor in Jurassic park. Um, I like that. Jamie Kennedy got upset and said, this is a bag of dicks. <laughs> I thought that was a great line. At the okay. Uh, I like old girl using her bow and arrow. That's that's another
1: one I got right here, man. She's like in the world full of automatic weapons, machine guns, this woman brings a bow and it is killing it. Dude. Yeah. She's that I got that right here.
2: Making that big explosion. Yeah. It was awesome. I like the copter pilot. Dude, yeah. Was, dude, was that great. copter
0: pilot was hilarious. Yeah. He's um, great, man.
2: Then we find out that Jamie Kennedy is who? Son. Bert's son.
1: That's my note. <laughs>
2: jamie kennedy is in fact burt's son we find
1: jamie kennedy brings it up to burt early on oh so you know something about that you ever been to florida i was at a gun show oh yeah you were at a gun show in florida 25 years ago you know however many years ago right out here's the note watch jamie kennedy's gonna end up being burt's kid from an affair at this damn gun show which we find out later, they met outside of the gun show, and the affair happened at a dead concert. Still happened. Yeah, <laughs> that's the foreshadowing <laughs> bullshit I'm talking about. Yeah, you're. I right. was so mad because so right. I, I figured that out. That's when I just kind of let go and let the story take over. Yeah, Jamie Kennedy didn't bother me as much in the later half of the movie, mm-hmm. but I just he automatically when I watch movies with him in it, I automatically have this thing up, this guard up, right? Because I don't buy into
2: his bullshit. Right. I don't think he's that funny. No, and no. I don't think he's that great of an actor. Mm-mm. So as well as professor said, I, I love him and scream, but yeah, I thought Randy. I like, see, I like Randy yeah, and, and that's the character he's supposed to play,
0: but then he just plays that. Yeah. The every, one you don't want to invite to the party. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. IE the movie, get out of here. dude. <laughs> <laughs> so everything comes back
1: to fruition. Uh, we're, we're down to our, uh, the, what we're finding out is, these species are protecting their own they're protecting their eggs and that's why they're attacking people it's not so much to kill them and hunt them and eat them it's they're protecting the future of their own species right we've collected their eggs the little girl has an egg so they do the things that we talked about they they use the little girl's electric trick and they use it by fuel they fuel it by using the electricity from the lightning that's coming and then they use the lightning to blow up the fucking graboid at the end of the movie.
2: Boom, son. It's it, it's a fun movie. It's a fun hey. movie. I got no regrets about watching it. Cue, cue the
0: Return of the Jedi celebration. <laughs> <Yum>, yeah. <nab.
2: laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> my, note, five. my note right here just says bullshit. Called it. <laughs> <all> I, <laughs> I did like the end though, man. There was a couple little redeeming things. And when Bert added him to the show, because we get the extra little Burt Gummer thing at the end. And yeah. that, that was kind of neat, man. I I enjoyed that. Nice. And there's nice. I gotta put this out nice. here. My favorite quote of the movie was Fly right into my crosshairs, you fire farting son of a bitch. <laughs> That's my jaws uh, moment. Instead of smile, show. you
2: son of a bitch. It's forgot, fly right into my crosshairs. I forgot the right that down. I remember that. You son of a bitch. <laughs>
1: oh, dude. It's
2: that's good stuff.
1: It's Man, good this stuff. part five is like you just said, part five is a great watch. It was it's fun to just get into. And I mean, guys, I'm i I'm really not bitching as much about Jamie Kennedy. I mean, I, I bring it up, it's fun. But seriously, like it's a fun little movie, man. It's a fun just sit and watch.
2: Yeah, totally. Totally. All right. Any final things to say about the Tremors franchise? Uh, watch them. They're fun. Yeah, it's a great franchise. Totally, just don't expect too much. You'll have a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Come into it knowing you're watching a movie about giant worms. Right? Right. W- would you rate to. them? Oh, uh, I'd say one, two, five, four, three.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I would go one, two, Four, two, five, three. You put four above two and
1: five. Yep. Wow! Right on, right on. I, I would do one. I would do one,
2: two, five, three, four. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we're all kind of. That's neat. Yeah. That's neat. Cool. Cool. Right on. So, friends, check out tremors. Watch the ground below you. Be careful. And for goodness' sake, watch out for ass blasters. <laughs> any uh, any closing thoughts? Very good. Signing it off for the Midwest Monsters Podcast, I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, with my dudes, Matt Chan,
0: Professor Wagstaff, stay scary, Fly right into my crosshairs, you fire far.